0: Judges chapter 4. We're going to begin at verse 11. Again, good to have everybody today. We appreciate you so very much. Welcome again to our visitors. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. We trust that Amen. you have uh, experienced the presence of the Lord already. Amen. Praise God. We're going to get into the Word today. Amen. Judges chapter 4. We're going to begin at verse 11. I'm actually going to read quite a few verses today. I We to read a lot always, but uh, amen today. Uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to go to verse 11. Everybody, again, uh, standing, and if, you're, uh, if you have it, praise God, say amen. amen. Now Heber the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent in the plain of Zanahem, which is by Kadesh. And they shoot Sisera and Barak, the son of Abinoam, was gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even nine hundred chariots of iron, and the people that were with him from Harosheth of the Gentiles unto the river of Kishon. And Deborah said unto Barak, "'Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee?' So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and ten thousand men after him." And the Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his hosts with the edge of the sword before Barak, so that Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the hosts unto Herosheth of the Gentiles, and all the hosts of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left." Howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, for there was peace between Yeben the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I'm thirsty. She opened a bottle of milk, and gave him drink, and covered him. Again he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here? Thou shalt say no. Then Yehiel Hebrew's wife took a nail of the tent, took a hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. Amen. We're going to blast the show far. We want you to give the Lord praise for his word today. Come on, let's do that. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, let's take the up, Let's make a proud. Come on, let's get a real crowd of this house today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let the enemy know, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, that we know who is King. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated this morning, and if the Lord will allow me, I want to minister simply on this thought. This is the day. This is the day. Look at your neighbor and prophesy. This is the day. This is the day. Amen. Praise God. Yale is one of the women in the Bible that we don't know a lot of details about. The Bible doesn't give us a lot of information. We don't have a lot of background on her. We don't have a lot of details about her. But we do know a man that she was a Bedouin. A man and the wife of Haber the Kenite. Now a Bedouin is a desert dweller. A man that is a term, a name for a desert dweller. So we understand a man that Yale was a, a Bedouin so they were dwellers in the desert, amen, which will explain, amen, the uh, the tent, but uh, uh, we know, praise God, that there's not a whole lot about her that we are told other than she is the wife of Haber, the Kenite, a man who is connected to Moses. But I just want real quickly to lay a little bit of background information to kind of set the scene for what is happening leading up to, amen, the scriptures that we read to you today. Uh, Israel is at war with the Canaanites and the Bible says that God sold Israel unto King Yavin, who was the king of Canaan. Amen. And so King Yavin was the king of Canaan. Now this is after Israel's slavery in Egypt and after God had delivered them. We are uh, in the book of Exodus in our adult class on Sunday mornings and amen, getting into leading up to the Passover. Amen. And so we know how God delivered his people from Egypt, from back. The- hand of Pharaoh, amen, and he brought them over into the Canaan land, they eventually entered the promised land, amen, but the Bible tells us that they were still surrounded by their enemies, that even though they entered into the Canaan land, which was the promised land, that they were still surrounded by all the ites, the Hittites, the Hivites, amen, all of the ites were still there, the Canaanites, and amen, were there, God had told them that they must drive them out of their promised land, amen, praise God. So they were surrounded by their enemies, amen, and they didn't have a king yet, amen, and the Bible tells us specifically in Judges chapter 4, amen, we know that uh, uh, there was a judge by the name of Ehud, amen, that uh, uh, judged over Israel, but the Bible tells us that at this time, uh, at this point of time when we... uh, begin into chapter 4 that Ehud has died. Amen. So their judge has died and the Bible says that they have done evil in the sight of God. One of the things that they done was they served the gods of the Canaanites. How many knows that we are in this world but we are not of it. Amen. We do not have to partake, amen, of the things of this world that go against the, the covenant and the promise and the will of God for your life. Amen. But they get into the promised land and instead of effectively driving out those enemy forces the Bible says they begin to adopt to their lifestyle. They begin to worship their pagan gods. They begin to uh, live their life. Amen. According to the way of the Canaanites. And the Bible says that God's soul them over a man to King Yabin. A man, we can get the picture there, that when he says God sold them to King Yabin, he literally allowed them to be taken into slavery, if you will, under the influence of King Yabin and the Canaanite spirit. Praise God. Now, the Bible says, tells us that King Yabin had a commander by the name of Sisyphus and the Bible says, amen, that King uh, uh, and Sisera, they oppressed Israel for 20 years after Ehud had died. They had oppressed and they uh, severely oppressed them for 20 years. And then the Bible tells us that they were abused and they were beaten down, uh, both physically and emotionally. Amen. Their minds and their their bodies, hallelujah, had just gotten to a place that they lost all care and they lost all concern. How many knows that life will bring us difficult situations? Life, amen, offers us things that we don't understand. Life will bring death, amen, that is hard for us to grasp. Life will bring situations, amen, and, and they will involve our families and it will involve people that we love and that we care about and things that we just don't understand and it has the ability to drain us amen physically and emotionally amen to get us to the point to where we just don't care and unfortunately some people turn their lives and their mindset to other things to try to numb the pain drugs and alcohol amen sexual relationships things that have no amen eternal value. They only bring temporal satisfaction. But when you wake up in the morning, if you don't have more of the very thing that you needed the day before to get you through the day, then you will come to a point where some people will not even want to live. And this is how people get to the point to where they, amen, the enemy puts them in such a dark place that they find themselves concerned Considering, amen, the very fact of taking their own life. Amen. But I come this morning to remind you. But I've come this morning to remind hell. Amen. That there is a solution to the oppression, the depression, the chaos. There is an answer that even when you don't understand it, that even when you don't know what you're going to do, there is an answer and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. You may not get all of the answers that you want, but here's the good thing about Jesus. He tells us God wrote in his word so that when we come to points in our lives where things just don't make sense, when our faith is at a place that we, amen, feel like that it just serves no purpose, What am I even putting my faith in? It tells us that no matter what path you are on, no matter what circumstance life has brought you, the Bible, which is God's blueprint for life, it tells us that this Jesus has walked in the very place that Understand why. And even though you don't understand how, it says that out of every situation and out of every circumstance, because Jesus has walked there before you, you see he is the way, the truth, and the life. And because he has walked in that place before you, that means if you follow the path that he left behind He will get you out of it. So you may not understand why, but you don't have to stay in the depression. You don't have to lean upon alcohol, drugs, sex, pornography to bring you some kind of satisfaction. Were beaten down. They were abused. And the Bible tells us that God raised up judges. Now remember this was before they had a king. And God raised up judges. They would cry out. And they cried out at this point in time. And God raised up a judge. God would raise up judges as they but as they repented. But then there were cycles. There were patterns. There were cycles of sin and repentance that we can see. A mind in Israel, and especially in the Book of Judges. And real quickly, I just want to, I uh, just want to point out that five stages of the circle of repentance that we see in Judges. Amen. The first Amen stage is that they did evil in the sight of the Lord. It was always, that was always the thing that started the cycle. The second thing is that they were oppressed. The third thing is they would cry out to God for help. The fourth thing, when God would raise up a judge or a deliverer. And the fifth thing, they would have peace for the rest of the life of that judge. As long as that judge lived, amen, that peace would remain, but we see again in, in the beginning of chapter four, it said Ehud had died, and so he died, and that peace, they let that peace die with him, amen, and so we see that repeated cycle of sin and repentance and God would in his mercy would raise up judges amen to bring them out and to deliver them and so now Ehud had died 20 years King David and Cicero had oppressed them beaten them down and abused them and now they cried out again to God that cycle amen they cried out to God for help and God raised up a judge deliverer. This time amen it was unusual the judge that he raised up was a prophetess she was a woman amen her name was Deborah hallelujah God raised her up hallelujah she was already a man a prophetess that God raised her up as the judge over Israel and the Bible tells us that people went to her for matters of justice amen her courtroom was a palm tree isn't that awesome Hallelujah. palm tree will withstand. Amen. A lot. And her courtroom was a palm tree. So much so that the Bible calls it Deborah's palm tree so she would go to that palm tree and they would come to her there and meet her there and seek her guidance and her counsel on a man of legal matters and on the government and justice and looking hallelujah for justice praise God and the Bible says Amen, that as Deborah was the judge in Israel that the leader of Israel's army was a man by the name of Barak. Hallelujah. He was the leader of the Israelite army. Now Deborah was the judge. Barak was the army, the leader of the army. Hallelujah. Now, you got to understand that they were working, amen, to resist Chiaven and Sisera. So they were already at war. Anybody in the house at war this morning? Oh, come on. I'm talking to some people. Amen. Some of you will understand it. Some of you may not. But we are in a spiritual war. Hallelujah. And if you have served God for more than four hours, amen, you are encountering warfare. And in this time that we're in right now, in this uh, last end of this grace dispensation that we are in, hallelujah, the warfare is more intense. Hallelujah, amen. It seems to be that there is not a whole lot uh, of relief. Hallelujah. But he that endures to the end of it uh, shall be rescued. They shall be saved. Oh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run into it, and they are safe. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, a man tower, amen, is above everything else. So when you put your trust in the Lord, the only way to go is up. You can't go down. Oh, come on, somebody, new, you hear me. I feel that like the Lord wants to raise somebody up. I'm going to sound of my voice this morning. You think you're here today by coincidence? There's no such thing in God's vocabulary as coincidence. to take you down lower. love let me tell you something serving the lord is a blessing i enjoy life i enjoy serving the lord every day is not a blast but when when it is man is it a blast come on hallelujah hallelujah Sometime, amen, I'll invite you to the party in my secret place. You invite me to the party in your secret place. Come on, somebody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Sometimes when you go in, you're just not sure that when you come out, there's no mistaking. Hallelujah. He's for you and not against you. Hallelujah. you go Hallelujah. So Barack was the leader. They were fighting against the forces of King Yabam. Cicero was Yavin's commander. And they were both powerful and cruel men. How many knows the enemy is ruthless? He doesn't care who he hurts. He doesn't care who he steps on. He doesn't care who he moves out. He doesn't care who gets taken out. It doesn't matter to him. Hallelujah. Because he thrives on death and destruction. It succeeds and makes his army successful. Are you with me? See, you can't do that to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Jesus can't be, amen can't be defeated. Hallelujah. And he's already defeated the enemy. The enemy just doesn't want you to understand that. Hallelujah. So Deborah went to Barak. She said, bring him here. Here's what you got to understand. It's very interesting. If you read it carefully, especially in the Hebrew, uh, the, the proper translation, if you look it carefully, she isn't telling him something that he doesn't already know. Right. See, we, we, can, we can look at it and think that she's prophesying to him something new in that moment. But you've got to understand, hallelujah, that she reminded him. Yeah. This is what God has already said. Come on. God has already spoken and said that He is going to give you Sisera and King Yahweh. He's already told you, has He not? Come on. That's what she said. I love it. It's like Jesus put the put the put the put the pressure on you. The buck, Amen. Passing the buck, is he not? So I want to say that to you today, Amen. God has already told you that nothing, whether it's death or life, whether it's high or low, whether it's an angel, whether it's a demon, whether it's something right now, whether it's something from the past, whether it's something in the future, whether it's a flood. It's said to Barak, up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into thy hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor in 10,000 men after him. Is he not already done? Yes. Yes. Come on, somebody. Some of you might be waiting on a word. I just gave you a word. Oh come on somebody help me. I don't know who needs out and where you're at this morning, but I'm gonna tell you once again, God flipped me upside down. I had a different message. I thought I went to bed last night with blessed assurance and if he did not wake me up this morning at three o'clock hallelujah and turn it I it was not even close to this and matter of fact it was in the new testament it wasn't even in the old testament hallelujah so i don't know who god wants to reassure today hallelujah but if you're here this message is for you come on somebody do you hear me hallelujah She mighty him Amen. That God said, take 10,000 men and go defeat Yavin. Hallelujah. See, here's the thing. Deborah believed that God would do it. Come on. She believed that God would do it. So much so that she declared, this is the day. She didn't say tomorrow or later or sometime down the road. But she said, today is the day. I need you to touch your name. Say, This is the day. This is the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. She said, Hallelujah. Praise praise God. Amen. She told him, Hallelujah, because she believed that God would do it. But listen Barack said, If you go with me, I'll go. Come on. (laughs) If you go with me, I'll go. Well, if I could just pray like Sister So and So, if I just had the relationship with God like Pastor, or I had the relationship with God like Brother Matt, or I had the faith like Shane. or if I had—come on, somebody, do you hear me? See, the enemy wants to convince you that you cannot taste all the real victory. That it's always going to be a secondhand word. That it's always going to be on the cocktail of somebody else's breakthrough. Who am I talking to today? But I come to tell you that this is the day for you to taste and see if the Lord is not (laughs) Somebody just said, I don't know what he just said, I don't either, but hallelujah, I tell you what, the Holy Ghost has got his approval upon this uh, service, and that tells me, hallelujah, that God is getting ready to bring you out, God's getting ready help us today, hallelujah, Brock said I'll go with you, go with me here's the thing he trusted more in her relationship with God than he did in his own he trusted more in her relationship with God than he did on his own come on somebody can I put that in biblical terms he was willing to disobey God because he said if you let me let me, let me let me talk let me let me reverse it because if you don't go, I ain't going. He said, "If he'll go with me, I'll go." Other, other side of that is, his, if you don't go, I ain't going. So, 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 if you ain't ready to go now, I'll wait till you're ready. Come on, somebody. He was willing to set aside God's perfect plan for his life and for his people. He was willing to be disobedient. How many times have we done the same thing? Come on, come on. Come on, come on preacher from the yes. pulpit all the way to the parking lot if there's somebody out there. <laughs> How many times have we been willing to set it aside to delay come on. what we know God has already promised? Come on, somebody, do you hear me? Hallelujah. He said, If you'll go, I'll go. So he had more faith in her relationship with God. Now listen to me. Our faith can be weak. Trust me, I've been come on. Come on. Yeah. L- lesson lesson what. Yeah. Within the last eight, nine months my faith has been at that place. Come on, come on. Where it's it's weak. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you what I've learned? What I learned. I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm 59 now. Uh I got to, I got to see several of my cousins this week and they're all older than I am. And I enjoy that so much. You know, how old are you now? Younger than you. 59. You're 61, right? Come on. Come on. I'm 59. I've said it before. I, probably the, the second day that I was alive, I was breathing inside of a church house. My mom took, uh, took us to church us in church. I've been, I've been serving God. I got saved the first time when I was 15. I've been saved about 50 times. <laughs> when I was 15 until I was 13. Come on, somebody. Because I didn't understand the love of God. Now I understand that nothing can separate me from that love. I may not always feel that love. I may not always be lovable, but nothing has the power to separate me from that love. Nothing can take me out of the hands of my creator. My good God, I'm even etched in the palm of his hand. So somewhere in there, I fit in. Who am I talking to today? God's made you to fit in. There is. More, hallelujah. You don't have to stay in the tent. Hallelujah. But this is the day. Hallelujah. That you can see deliverance. Amen. Amen. So I've been tested. I said that to say this. I've been tested. But this past months in the last year in 2023, I don't want to, I don't want to just keep keep giving a negative connotation because look, guys, we're still here. All right. amen. We're still standing. Yeah, come on, God has blessed us. Yeah. we got our right minds. we got we got clothes on our back. Ain't hey, nobody in here oh. this morning. Come on, somebody. Can you hear me? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Do you realize what I'm saying? I'm not trying to make, it, make it a connotation. But here's what I learned after all these years. Amen. When my faith was weak. Hallelujah. I learned that you can be faithful in weakness. Hallelujah. may your faith may not be where it should be but if you know to be faithful to what his word says that he will sustain you Defeat I'll go, Barak, but you will not personally be responsible for the defeat of Cicero. She said, God will use a woman to do it. Come on. God will use a woman to do it. For everybody that thinks a woman has no place in the kingdom of God. He's been using women before you were ever even created. Come on, somebody. And he has and never has stopped. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. She said God is going to use a woman to do it. Amen. Now, here's the thing that you've got to understand. If you've never, some of you probably have never heard this story before. Some of you here today, no doubt, have never read Amen, these passages of scripture before. And so you've got a woman, a man who is a prophetess, who is the judge of Israel, a man telling the amen, the leader of her army, a man that a woman is going to defeat Sisera. Now, Barak, a man, and even some of you that don't know the story, the readers, your mind instantly thinks, well, she's going to do it. God's going to use her. There's the woman in the picture, right? You would think that God would uh, logically Deborah would be a man the choice, a man to take down Sisera. Who better but the prophetess, the judge of Israel. So as you're reading that, a man your mind, a man you already probably think, well, God's going to use her to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the Bible says that they go and they meet Sisera and his 900 iron chariots. Sisera had 900 iron chariots. Not counting the soldiers and all of that. Hallelujah. But Deborah looked at a man Barak. And she said, up. Up. Get up. Get going. The Hebrew translation says, get going. Why are you sitting here? I told you that... She said... Get up, up, get going, because this is the day that God is going to deliver the enemy into our hands. Touch your neighbor right beside you and say, get up, get up, because this is the day that God's going to turn it around for your good. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. Up, get up, hallelujah. Because the grave clothes, when Lazarus came forth, he still had the grave clothes on. Don't worry about the grave clothes. God ain't going to bring you out and then leave you wrapped up in some other kind of mess. He's not going to... Hallelujah. The grave clothes was identified as death. He's not going to bring you out of the grave and then let death be your identity. He's going to lose you. He's going to lose you. Oh, God, somebody help me. Loose him and let him go. So Barak and his army began to charge down the mountain. I love this next part. Come on. I love this next. 'Cause the Bible says that the Lord disconfited. That's, you're like what? <laughs> the Lord disconfited. Verse 15, pull that up for right me. The Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his host. Can I tell you what that word translates into? God routed them. Come on. I done told you he'd make a way out for you. Come on. on. So he, oh, hallelujah. So God directed them, he routed them. To the very place where they came to the swords of Barak. Are you with me? Now, if you go to Judges chapter 5, there's a really, really eloquent, nice poem that Deborah has written. That gives us more details to what happened here and how that God's hand was in it. So you got to go to chapter five and you got to read that writing of Deborah that gave a man a little more details now pertaining to this. When the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his hosts, Hallelujah! Deborah says this: the earth shook. Heaven and the heavens pour down water and the mountains quake before god or Melted before God. Are you hearing me? Can I put that in heavenly terms? God sent a storm, amen, at the very moment that a man Barak and his army went charging down the mountain. God sent a storm, a torrential downpour, such a storm that it created so much mud and so mess that even the iron wheels on the chariot could not get a man in the mud couldn't get through so what happened that means God got them stuck right in the very place that the sword a man and the weapons and Barak's army come on somebody can you hear me not Barack yeah Barack Barack's army And the chariots sink deeper and deeper in the mud and the waters are rising. And all the while God is rallying them. Right where he wants the enemy to be. So that they can be defeated. Come on somebody do come you come hear me. So that they can be defeated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Question not. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which have come to try you. Because when it's all over, you shall come out as pure gold. Can I I add to that? And your enemy, a man, will be defeated. So the storm might be, it might seem like that it's preventing you from moving forward. But what it's doing is that it's routing the enemy right to where you are. So that you can... Defeat him. Come on. Now, just, just hang with me. I'm not gonna keep you much longer. Keep yeah. in score, that's one. <laughs> but in Judges chapter five, in this in this detailed poem or writing of Deborah, verses twenty and twenty-one, it says this concerning this battle concerning this confrontation. It says, from heaven, the stars fought from their courses. Mm-hmm. never paid attention to that before until this morning. In from the heavens, the stars fought from their courses. Mm-hmm. Now, if we look at the word courses in the Hebrew, it's translated to mean a turnpike comes from a root word that means to oppose as by a dam so to dam something up everyone know what a dam is a dam is built to hold back a, 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 a body of water a surge of water it is built to hold it back so this is this, the stars fought from their courses from their turnpike from the, from, from the place where there was a dam. Now, what is a turnpike? A turnpike is a barrier that is set across a highway to stop passage until toll is paid. You can't get any further until you pay the toll, right? It's called a toll road, but it's, it's a turnpike. Well, I got to thinking about that and the SARS fought from their courses. They they, they they fought from their courses, from their turnpike, from that barrier that set on that on that path. That that unless something is. Pay for, something is done that nothing can get past that. But it's also the opposition as uh, by a damn. Amen. I thought about when, amen, praise God, hallelujah, when we're up against the wall. Amen. When we don't know what we're going to do. Amen. The spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against the enemy. It will raise up a barrier. So I got to thinking, amen, that the stars fought from their turnpike. They fought from that place. Hallelujah. Amen. And here amen. If you think about a dam that holds back amen water amen water that holds back something and that a barrier a turnpike is a barrier that prevents anything from coming any further until a price is paid. Hallelujah. And so the stars when Not only did the heavens begin to release amen torrents of rain and downpour of water Hallelujah If you read the translation It's literally torrents of rain Hallelujah So a flash flood If I can say it like that In simple terms But the stars Hallelujah Or heaven Amen Lifted the dam Hallelujah Amen And from the very place Amen That they stopped the enemy From coming any further for this battle and when the time came as the heavens began to release the rain, hallelujah, the stars lifted the dam Amen. the course, the highway the place, the path of your victory and your deliverance from earth to anymore. You don't have to beg and plead. All you got to do is declare this is the day. Now here's the good thing about all this. See, Sisera began to see all this happening. And he began to see what was taking place around him. The Bible says that he jumped off of his chariot and he took off on his feet. Now we're talking about one of the most powerful men of the time, he became afraid. Don't don't let don't let the the demons of hell make you think that they're not afraid of the power of our God. Don't. Let them try to convince you that they're they don't believe, amen, in the power of God. Hallelujah. So so, so the Bible says that amen. He jumped off his chair and he escaped. He went running on feet. Hallelujah. Now imagine he had to run through the water and the flood and the rain and all the things that were taking place. He's running, amen, for his life. And the Bible says, hallelujah, that he came across. Hallelujah. Amen. Attempt a man and it just so happened to be the tent that belonged to a woman by the name of Yael Hallelujah. He came across her tent. Hallelujah. And amen. The Bible says that she went up to him. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. That she came, amen, out of her tent. Amen. And she was telling him. She said, Don't be afraid. She said, My Lord, there's no reason to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Because I will let you in my tent. See, one thing you got to know about the Bedouins, amen is they were known for their hospitality. It was almost a law among them that they could not a man be disrespectful or inhospitable. That hospitality was something that was an earmark for them. Hallelujah. They were known for their hospitality. Hallelujah. See, no one would expect a man to be in this woman's seat. No one would expect for this woman to be hiding. A, a man. Man in her tent. Now remember a man Bedouins are desert dwellers. So so a man, and according to history the women each had their own tent. They did not share a tent with the men, but they had their own tent. Hallelujah. So they would not suspect that there would be a man in her tent. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Bible says she covered him with a rug or a blanket. The translation is not real clear. It says Amen. It says mental here in the King James but that's translated as blanket. Some is rug blanket doesn't matter. She covered him up and he said I'm thirsty can you give me some water? She said I'll do better than that. I'll give you some milk Hallelujah! She was going to relax him. Come on somebody. He said because I'm thirsty but I'm not only thirsty but he's weary. The Bible said he was weary. Can I tell somebody today that the reason you are at the point you are at in this battle is because the enemy is weary of your faithfulness. He is weary that you keep showing up, you keep praying up, you keep praising up, you keep looking up, you keep speaking up. You're wearying the enemy. He's weary of your diligence to be faithful. Your faith might be weak, but you're going to be faithful even in the weakness. Come on, somebody. And your enemy is weary. I I need somebody. Hallelujah to help me. Praise God. And the Bible said that he fell asleep. He must have been in a truly deep sleep. Can I tell you the enemy is weary of your consistency. He's weary of the fact that even though your children are getting more and more heathenistic. Come on! Even though your spouse seems to be, looks like they're going farther and farther and farther away from the promise that God has given you, I'm here to tell you because you are standing on that promise and because you are declaring, He is becoming weary. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? And I'm going to tell you that this is the day, Hallelujah! That He's going to be finished. If you will come out of the tent. And you will see yourself the way that God sees you. Hallelujah. And you will do what God and use what God has given you to use. The enemy is going to be defeated in your situation once and for all. I feel that in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, this is the day. Not finished, that's twice. Now remember, Yale was the husband of Heber the Kenite. And the Bible says that he had friendly relations with King Yavin. So there was no reason for Sisera to not trust her. Because her husband, Heber, was, was at peace with King Yavin. So Sisera thought, oh, okay. I know these people; they're for us, not against us. Come on, somebody! The enemy thinks he knows you. Well, <laughs> come on, somebody! To me. He cannot read your mind. I don't care what any soothsayer any right, demon right. says; he cannot read your mind. Amen. Come on. Amen. He cannot be. At, he, the, the enemy cannot be at yes. your house and my house at the same time. Right. He's not omnipresent. He's not omniscient. Oh, he can tell whether he's getting on your nerves or not by the way you react. Yep. Yep. By what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. By the look on your face. Uh, That's why David said, i, I got to give myself a facelift. Uh, yeah. So David said that yeah. in Scripture. He said, i, I got I to I give myself a facelift. Yes. So the enemy, the enemy can predict what's going to happen next or what he can do next based on how you react yeah. to what he did the last time. So he thinks he knows you all. She ain't gonna do anything. She says she says after after every after every message, even though even though even though she has the opportunity to go up there and get freedom, she's still she's still in her mind. She never she never does. She never gets the breakthrough. Doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother that she's at church today. Because she's gonna leave just like she came. Come on. Come on. How many Sundays now have they showed up and they've left the same way they came in? Come on, on, somebody. How many times have I reminded them of the bitterness and the unforgiveness and the offense and the, hurt and the resentment and the loss so how many times have I reminded them of that while pastor was preaching how many times have I got them distracted by their phone I got, I've had somebody send them a text I've got them distracted this phone says pray Jesus loves you that's awesome that's good hallelujah praise God amen he will carry you through this yes he will love with a heart like Jesus come on somebody the Lord will bring you out he hears his people that's what all this says amen pray over it uh-huh. Pray on and pray over and pray till you get through it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But he'll distract you in any way that he can. Come on. Now. Hallelujah. Praise God. And all it takes is one text. And then you start, amen, surfing. And you start looking. And you start scrolling. You think, well, I wonder what that. And then there's an ad for uh, a parachute. You're like, ooh, I like them. All the while, amen, the, the, the pastor is preaching, amen, the unadulterated word. Do you understand me? He's preaching of the word and the anointing and I'm not talking about motivational speakers I'm talking about anointed preaching I'm talking about truth I'm talking about yoke destroying hallelujah amen devil defeated hallelujah fire breathing anointing amen that will make the difference and now you've done purchased yourself a pair of shoes and paid more for them than what you amen should have and you'll be lucky if that was even legit and you've done put a hey man you've done spent $45 on something that ain't even gonna show up and you were like this putting 10 in the offering. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? Oh come on, I'm not being ugly. I'm trying to tell you about the distractions hey and about the enemy we will do and what he will bring. Hallelujah, because he thinks he knows you but I've come today to tell somebody this is the day that you're coming out of the tent. This is the day that you're From here, I, I'm letting it all go. I'm giving it all to God. I promise. I'm almost done. That's week And the Bible says. Anybody came and said, Have you seen Cicero to tell her? Nope, there's no man. Come on. Mm -hmm. She pulled the door of the tent back. They didn't have the zippers and fancy stuff like we got. She pulled that flat back, and the Bible says she quietly went in. He was asleep. And all she had was a tent stake and a hammer. She didn't have a sword. She didn't have any kind of weapon. She had never done anything like this before. Who am I talking to? Come on! I don't know what it took to get you where you're at, but whatever it's it, it's taken to get you to this place, to that mindset, to where you gotta have some kind of breakthrough, you gotta have some kind of change. It don't matter. You gotta be willing now to first come out of the tent. Bible says that she took that tent stake Some of y'all get, get through get through Sunday Sunday service. Just. Come on. Come on. Come on. You get to the place where you're willing to use whatever God's giving you. Right? Even though you may not have what pastor's got, you may not have what this brother over here has got, you may not preach like that. But you may not see you that. You don't have all of those weapons and all of that arsenal. But what you do have, you say, God will use it. Come on. And so she didn't she didn't just Now, the old boy was dead asleep. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> now, she's a woman. Nobody doesn't tell us that she was Joan of Arc. She was just an ordinary woman. That nobody knew of. Come on, somebody who just happened to be where God needed her to be to fulfill the word. See, Lord, oh, come on. See, I told you before that most of us probably thought it was going to be Deborah. That God said, I got a woman somewhere. You may not be a Deborah, but if you'll be a Yale, hallelujah, that'll just say, I'll take whatever I got. I'll use whatever I got. You don't have to be a prophetess. You don't have to have a title. God Called you to stay strong because of your title. He called you to stay strong because of who he calls you, and that is his child. Come on, somebody, do you hear me? So I don't know how big she was, but I figured she probably was just an average-sized woman. So let's give her, let's give it a little bit, let's give her 140 pounds. Come on, hallelujah! Praise God. But here she is, she's a desert dweller, so she probably dealt with some mess, right? Come on, hallelujah. Man. She raises back that hammer, and with everything she's got, hallelujah, it's now or never. She <laughs> strikes the top of that, tip t- peg, that sink, and it goes down. To bring defeat to them was destroyed with one blow. Are you hearing me? Every thought at his mind. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I've heard, I've seen preachers say that she drove it through, amen, his eye socket or through his earlobe. Amen. The Bible says it was in his temple. The is the temple hallelujah praise god so she drove that thing up through his a man's skull and it went all the way to the ground the bible says you get up hallelujah thank you thank you hallelujah praise god amen it's awesome hallelujah he died without waking up Amen. So she then went to Barack. Because you see, Barak realized that Cicero, amen, was gone. Amen. All of the other soldiers had been defeated. They had been killed. But Cicero, the leader, oh, come on, somebody. See, some of you kill away certain spirits. Some of you kill away little things. But you've got to put the devil now where he belongs. Come on, somebody. This is the day that you put the source down, come on, do you hear me? Hallelujah! And Barack was looking for him, hallelujah. She went to Barack, amen. And she said, Come and see, come and see. Let me show you, let me show you. I know where he's at. Come and see, he's no longer alive. And God fulfilled the prophetic word that He spoke through Deborah that day, man. That Barack would not get the glory for doing it, but He was going to use a woman. I'm here today as they get ready. Amen to come to the music. She went from ordinary to extraordinary. I guarantee you she didn't get up that morning and think that, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some man's head to the ground. I'm gonna I'm gonna pound a stake through amen, his head, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill me, a, I'm gonna kill me a leader of the army today. Come on, somebody. She didn't wake up thinking that hallelujah, but her day went from ordinary to extraordinary extraordinary. Hallelujah. Why? Because she said, you know what? I'm not going to hide in this tent. Hallelujah. I can't offer much. Oh, hallelujah. But she saw, amen, that they were against. Remember, she was connected by marriage. Amen, to the Israelites through Moses, through her husband. And she said, I'm not going to let the enemy have my children. I'm not going to let the enemy have my family. I'm not going to let the enemy have my Church, I'm not going to let the. go. Well, come on, somebody, do you hear me? Hallelujah. No one else may know you pray. No one else is in your secret place. But I've come today to encourage somebody. Get yourself out of that tent. Come out of that tent. You are not insignificant. You are not a nobody. But God has called you and chosen you. I don't care if you preach or not. I don't care if you pray. The day. This is the day. So you say, if I only had a sword. Come on. If I only had a sword. Don't wait on the Deborah today. Don't you dare wait for the Deborah to get up and say yes to the spirit of this message. Don't you dare wait on the Deborahs. Don't you dare wait on everybody else. B-A-A-L. B-A-A-L today. I declare this is the day. This is the day. And we know this is the day the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Bible also says that this is the day of your salvation. There's more than one of you in here today. Your mind is a mess. The enemy's is convinced you're never going to find any kind of real and somebody, you somebody look back at things, you look at where you come from, you look at your resources, and it looks like there's no way. But I've come today, I'm the Lord this morning, as sure as my name is what it is. And this is the day when He spoke to me, and He said, I want you to preach on Yale this morning. I'm like, what as I was reading and studying I went back I was reading on the scriptures again and I seen what she said up oh, this is the day the Holy Spirit said that's it that's the word that he has for his people today this is the day you may have had some doing in choosing to be here this morning, but He chose this message before you chose to be here. So, she stand with me across the place. Here, under the sound of my voice, you say, Pastor, my life's a mess. Enjoying a meal of your favorite food. You just can't seem to find the simple pleasures because your mind is in such a state of disarray, confusion. And the more you seem to try to get out of it, you seem to go farther into it. I don't know who you are today, but I word from heaven that I don't doubt I've come with a word from heaven that this is the day that God will release peace the stars fall from their courses from the heavens the stars fall from their turnpike that dam that's held back the arsenal And the victory and the deliverance will be released as soon as you say yes and as soon as you step out of your tent. If you're here today, you know the Lord. But you, no matter what you do, you just feel insignificant. You feel like there's no way God's ever going to use you in the way that he uses Deborah. Are you with me? God saying, come out of your tent. You don't have to have a big message. You don't have to have a great revelation. You don't have to have some kind of uh, uh, coined phrase. You don't have to have some kind of uh, uh, quirky saying. You don't have to have something profound. All you have to do is come out of your tent and be willing to use what God has given you. Who would have thought on that morning that a tent stake was going to destroy? And the Bible says that Sisera and his army we're defeated because Yale seized that opportunity. Don't let this opportunity pass you by today. I feel that so deep. If you have to leave this morning, we understand, but please don't leave without you. If you feel the Lord dealing with you, you say, how do I know? If your heart's pounding and you just know that you're supposed to respond, Please come. They begin to worship. Please come first, those of you that are not saved, you say I